podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to go old school medical to the origins of The Awakened Man back in 2017 when it was naturopathic earth radio. Then it was occult health radio, occult news, occult, occult meaning hidden. And then it was for a long time, Holistic Health News Radio. And then it became The Awakened Man, if you guys are new, for the more red pill stuff about a year ago, I changed it. I have an aptitude or proclivity to change names. So we're going to go old school because uh, if you go and scroll through the the back catalogs, and I know if you have an Apple product, and maybe if you have a Droid as well, you can only go to the back 300. So the first 160 now, you really can't access unless you go to Naturopathic Earth or you go to SoundCloud where my episodes are back, uh, they're back cataloged over there. You might not know that the majority of my episodes were, were more medical related. So we're gonna kind of go back down to that road and we're gonna talk about how a certain type of drug here is linked to getting dementia and uh, COVID. Now, speaking of dementia, I did an episode around episode 100. Now, if any of you guys belong to a gym and have a dry sauna, Dry saunas, if you do 20 minutes or more a day for four times a week, and it's got to be, I think, over 180-degree sauna, which most are, the conventional ones in gyms, it cuts your all-cause mortality and your chances of getting dementia by 67%. I think it has to just just do with the heat causing vasodilation, all your organs, including your brain, getting more blood. But I don't know. I did an episode on that probably about two years ago. So... Going back to dementia. But today, many of you are on these drugs. Statins, double risk of dementia, are linked to COVID deaths. The use of statin cholesterol-lowering drugs have been on the rise for decades and the most widely used drugs in the world. Nearly 50% of U.S. adults over 75 take a statin to lower their cholesterol in the misguided hope of preventing heart disease, heart attacks, and strokes. So, Statins are like Lipitor, Crestor, you know, those kind of, the ores. This is from the Epoch Times, by the way, I'm gleaning from that. Not only is there strong evidence suggesting that statins are a colossal waste of money, but they may also harm your brain health, more than doubling your risk of dementia in some cases. Statins' effects on cognitive performance have previously been called into question since lower levels of LDL, which is low-density lipoproteins, those are the ones that are considered bad for you, are linked to a higher risk of dementia. The featured study published in the Journal of Nuclear Medicine involved people with mild cognitive impairment and looked at the effects of two types of statins, hydrophilic and lipophilic. Hydrophilic statins, which include pravastatin, which is pravacol, and rosuvastatin, which is Crestor, dissolve more readily in water, while lipophilic statins such as 
atorvastin, atorvastatin, lipitor, simvastatin, zocord, fluvastatin, lescol, and lavastatin, altoprev dissolve more readily in fats. Then it talks about how they were divided into two groups, and then they found out that the lipopilic ones, the ones that are with Lipitor and Zocor, more than double the risk of dementia compared to those who didn't use statins at all. Furthermore, all the statins had a significant, showed a significant decline in metabolism of the brain's posterior cingulate cortex, which is the brain region that declines most significantly in Alzheimer's. About 25 to 30% of your body's total cholesterol is found in your brain, which is a central part of the neurons. And the neurons, uh, you know, they are the electrical cells of the the brain, and they're they're kind of cool looking. They got like this cell body in the middle, and then they have this like long whip called the axon, and the axon's ripped wrapped in fat, which helps speed up electrical conduction. And so cholesterol is part of what makes uh, these neurons work. Also, these studies show that there's a connection between statins and getting diabetes. A connection already exists between statins and diabetes to the extent that people who take statins are more than twice as likely to be diagnosed with diabetes than those who do not. And those who take the drug for longer than two years have more than triple the risk. Well, most people who take cholesterol-lowering drugs take these for life. And this is this is what we this is well we'll, we'll talk about this at the end. Quote, this is from the lead author, the, re- the, the fact that increased duration of stance use was associated with an increased risk of diabetes, something we call a dose-dependent relationship, makes us think that this is likely a causal relationship. Individuals using stance may be at a higher risk for hyperglycemia, insulin resistance, and eventually type 2 diabetes. So let's talk about the scam that are the statin drugs, and really you could say this about most medications. Even as saturated fats and cholesterol have been vilified and statin drugs have become the world's most widely prescribed medications, heart disease remains a top killer. Today, statin drugs to reduce cholesterol levels are recommended for four broad patient populations. Those who already have had a cardiovascular event, like a heart attack stroke, adults with diabetes, which is a large majority of people, especially down here in South Texas, geez. Individuals with LDL cholesterol over 190 milligrams per deciliter, individuals with an estimated 10-year cardiovascular risk. Despite statins being prescribed for these sizable groups and target cholesterol levels being achieved, a systematic review of 35 randomized controlled trials found that no benefits were gained. Shocking. You take a medication? No way. Big Pharma would lie about the efficacy of a drug just to get money? Never. Quote, recommending cholesterol-lowering treatment based on estimated cardiovascular risk fails to identify many high-risk patients and may lead to unnecessary treatment of low-risk individuals. The negative results of numerous cholesterol-lowering randomized controlled trials call into question the validity of using low-density lipoprotein cholesterol as a surrogate target for the prevention of cardiovascular disease. Close quote. It's good. That's the head author. It's good to know people still know how to write with a bunch of big words. Statins are effective at lowering cholesterol, but whether this is the panacea for helping you avoid heart disease and extend your lifespan is a topic of heated debate. In 2018, a scientific review presented substantial evidence that high LDL, which is the bad cholesterol, and total cholesterol are not an indication of heart disease risk, and the statin treatment is a doubtful benefit as a form of primary prevention for this reason. In short, these drugs have done nothing to derail the rising trend of heart disease. 
while putting others at increased risk of health conditions such as diabetes, dementia, cancer, cataracts, depression. These are all side effects of the statins. You can read it on their little inserts. Of course, you don't want to hear about this. And in regards to COVID, the risks to brain health are only one red flag tied to statins. A concerning link was also uncovered among statins, diabetes, and an increased risk of severe disease from COVID in a study published in Diabetes and Metabolism Journal. Among patients with type 2 diabetes admitted to a hospital for COVID-19, those taking statins had significantly higher mortality rates from COVID-19 within 7 days and 28 days compared to those not taking the drugs. The researchers acknowledge that those taking statins were older, more frequently male, and often had high comorbidities, meaning they had other diseases, including high blood pressure, heart failure, and complication of diabetes. However, despite the limitations, the researchers found enough evidence in over 2,400 participants to conclude, quote, Our present results do not support the hypothesis of a protective role of routine statin use against COVID-19, at least not in hospitalized patients with type 2 diabetes mellitus. Indeed, the potentially deleterious effects of routine statin treatment on COVID-19-related mortality demands further investigation and has recently highlighted only appropriately designed and powered randomized controlled trials will be able to address this important issue. All right, so look, guys, statins. I, I have a very old episode on this. So look, big food makes us sick by giving us crap food, food that's high in calories but low in nutrition, food that's full of food dyes and preservatives, aspartame, MSGs, all these toxins in our food. So after decades of ingesting this garbage plus a very high sugar diet because there's sugar and, you know, sodas and ketchup and barbecue and just, you know, we, we, we consume way too much sugar, as you guys know. Eventually, the body, again, you know, can't, can't clean itself out, so you start getting body issues, you know, uh, maladies, and typically it's going to be the more chronic ones, the metabolic syndrome, as they call it, you know, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, obesity, diabetes, these are all kind of linked. And so typically, when you go to a doctor, when you're diagnosed with these things, what are they going to do? They're going to put you on lisinopril for hypertension, they're going to put you on a statin for cholesterol, and if you're pre-diabetic or diabetic, maybe glucophage or metformin. Boom. That's their solution. Boom. That's the problem with allopathic medicine. They just treat, they quote, treat the symptoms. But are they really treating anything? No, they're just giving you a drug. We have a very early episode. Uh, we talk about how med schools have been bought out by big pharma. Or big pharmaceutical companies give med schools these gigantic grants to build buildings and all this. In exchange, it's a quid pro quo where they can go in and have a say on the curriculum. And then we have another episode how Clinical nutrition is only six weeks in most medical schools, whereas you know pharmacopoeia, pharmacology is several semesters. So in allopathic medicine, the way we quote treat people is just giving them a bunch of drugs, and half the time these drugs don't even work. I mean, there was there was an episode I did about antidepressants, how antidepressants they gave, they gave a group an antidepressant group a placebo, and the placebo was actually more effective. And we know the side effects of antidepressants, the SSRIs. Increase suicide, increase homicide, sexual dysfunction, weight gain, anxiety. No one ever talks about this. Am I saying there's no place for big pharma in the world? No, I'm not saying that. Clearly, if you are having some sort of acute life or death situation, it might be nice to take atropine, for example. Something that's going to save your life. But 
how we use drugs to prevent or to prevent disease or to treat mild or early onset disease is horrible. Drugs should be the last resort when you have a little high cholesterol or a little high blood pressure or you're gaining a little weight. I mean, do we ever talk about the effect of, of green tea or blueberries or high percentage dark chocolate in, in reversing the effects of high blood pressure or the effects of, of exercise or proper sleep? These should all be exhausted first. Change your diet, right? Change your lifestyle. Stop drinking the booze. Stop drinking the Cokes and all these things. But no. Americans are pop a pill. We want to fix everything immediately. We're dumbed down, low intellectual voter types. And we just, just give me the pill. And then we never really think about what's the long-term effect of taking these drugs? What's this going to do to my liver? What's this going to do to my brain? What's this going to do to my heart? So many people trust big pharma. So many people. And so they just take these drugs like like the Lipitor, the, the, the statins, for 30 years, never looking up, oh, what's the effect of taking these statins for 30 years? So many times these drugs don't even help you and they end up hurting your body in another way, either through the adverse effects, and typically through the adverse effects. And then at the end of your life, after big pharma has, quote, fixed you, then you have big hospital that comes in that's going to overcharge for the surgeries or overcharge for the ICU for the, the path that big food and big pharma led you to to this point. It's insidious. The whole plan is insidious. So what can you do? Take care of your body. Exercise every day. Eat paleo-esque. So if God didn't make it, don't eat it. Okay, If it doesn't exist in nature, don't eat it. Sleep well. Lower your stress. Try to get to the point where you're 40, 50 years old and not on any medications. Because all medications have an adverse effect. Some have a therapeutic effect. Not all. Some. Big Pharma will tell you all of them do. But they all have an adverse effect. But you have to overcome this trust of doctors. And you see it no better played out than with the COVID vaccine. But that's a separate topic. So guys, if you're on the stands, go talk to your doctor who's been essentially trained in med school to only give drugs. Your primary doctor, that is. But go talk to your doctor, maybe do some independent research on PubMed, and then you know maybe think about think about something. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to give medical advice here, but just I just wanted to read this article from the Epoch Times just to open your mind. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review. It'll only take you three seconds. If you have an Apple product, it helps get the algorithm out. Also, there's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal, and that's if you want to donate a couple of dollars up to fray the cost of hosting this on a server. And the other one is for Naturopathic Earth, where you can check out all my articles and all my podcasts. And I have 250 recipes that are good for your heart. So go check that out. And as always, please subscribe and post an honest review for all three of the channel feeds, Female Holistic Health Apothecary, Confessions of an Obese Child, and The Awakened Man. Until next time, take care. Go bless you. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.